Welcome to All Things Excel. I'm your host, Emily. This podcast is about all things concerned with the Delaware CTR Excel program. I'm speaking with Karen Huff today, who is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to anything Excel. We are very happy to have you here today. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. (laughs) Karen, uh, would you please tell us your official title how you are involved with the Excel program and how long you've been a part of the team. I am an administrative assistant at the University of Delaware and I'm a program admin for the Excel program. And my official title for Excel is concierge. Uh, I've been part of the team since 2014. Great. So today's topic is what is Excel? So for all of our listeners, Could you tell us, what is Excel? Um, Talk about the different cores, um, how long it's been around, the institutions involved, um, and its main purpose and goal. Well, Excel is a five-year clinical and translational research grant. And we just titled it Excel because we considered accelerating clinical and translational research in the state of Delaware. Um, We have five institutions that are involved in the program, the University of Delaware, Nemours, Christiana Health System, Delaware State University, and partners from South Carolina from the Medical University of South Carolina. And initially we started in September of 2013 and uh, we're in our seventh year of funding. Um, So we have many different cores uh, which manage the different parts of our program of special interest uh, to listeners would be we have a pilot projects program. This provides different type of seed grant funding to help investigators uh, secure funding for their research endeavors. Um, This would be for anything that's health related, uh, biomedical research related, and anything that's clinical and translational research. And when I talk about clinical and translational research, I mean research that takes Uh, fundamental research and moves it along the research continuum. So we would do fundamental research, which is kind of um, the bench research, looking into petri dishes and moving it along into uh, human subjects research and then finally into populations research. Okay. Uh, We also have a professional development core and they provide resources for investigators to enhance and advance their careers, secure external funding, and they, the resources they provide that can help them do these things are uh, like help with writing an individual development plan, mentoring resources, grant writing boot camps when you're um, dealing with the NIH, there are certain Uh, rules that you have to follow and that would be different than NSF or uh, FDA or any of those so uh, we help with that and we also have a peer mentoring network called the Junior Investigators Network. You don't have to be junior, lots of people join that (laughs) network because uh, everybody sort of talks about common problems that they have, being an investigator in the healthcare uh, industry and how to get over some of those humps. So it's really kind of a support network. That's great. Yep, and then we have our BIRD core. That stands for Biostatistics, Epidemiology, and Research Design. This core provides um, 
consultative services on research study designs and statistical analysis. They also offer talks that are specific to either uh, translational research topics or in-depth biostatistical uh, topics. And uh, we have lots of people that are listeners. Every Friday they have a series and uh, you can either join through Blue Jeans or join in person at the Christiana Hospital. That's available. Great. We also have a community engagement core. There are six altogether of these cores. Uh, community engagement core. Uh, this core knows how to engage the community. So if you are thinking about doing research on violence in specific uh, communities, you can't just go into the community. You really need to make those connections and um, have the skills to deal with different communities within your research. And they know that. There's a curriculum that they offer and so they provide educational opportunities for you to grow and learn how to do that community-engaged research. And then, of course, we have our tracking and evaluation core because any program or any grant, uh, you have to be able to track your, your outcomes and the impact that you would have. And specific for a cell, we're looking to see how lives and the health of Delawareans have changed since we've offered these resources. Okay. Wow, that's a lot of information. It is. Six cores. <laughs> um, could you just go just uh, briefly into why clinical and translational health research in Delaware is so important? Well, we know that there's lots of good research being um, supported by the National Institutes of Health, the NIH. And some of this is basic. We have lots of folks through a cell and uh, have a network that work with patients that have some great ideas like clinicians on how to improve the health care of their patients. But they're sort of doing their own thing in the hospitals, mm -hmm. but they have great ideas. Mm -hmm. So we need a mechanism to be able to put those individuals together with other researchers and give them the resources to move their ideas into population research and then eventually policy change. That's what we hope with if if we know that a particular uh, intervention is uh, working, then we would mm -hmm. want to change our policy and the way we deliver health care to individuals here in the state of Delaware. So it's very intentional by providing these resources um, that we are hoping to have more people enter that realm of uh, people-involved research, having yeah. uh, individuals and doing clinical studies that makes sense. And speaking on that, how has the research done and supported by Excel made a positive impact on our community? Well, I have an example. Uh, we Great. offer a, a mechanism called an Orbitz grant, and through funding with an Orbitz grant, uh, individuals have shared resources. So it could be a large piece of equipment that many individuals would utilize. And let's say somebody um, needs a specific MRI um, um, piece of equipment to uh, look at a certain population. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously that equipment's expensive. Right. But a cell could purchase that equipment, create this seed grant, purchase the equipment, and then people from Nemours and the University of Delaware and 
Delaware State University, all of our institutional partners, yeah. as well as other people could utilize that equipment wow. to further their research. We have a, a mid-career faculty member in the physical therapy department at UD, uh, Dr. Darcy Reisman. She's doing stroke recovery research. And what happened was she uh, approached Excel to help her set up a REDCap database that she could use to input clinical data and that it could go across multiple institutions. So what we did, Excel provided her with a REDCap programmer who set up the original database mm -hmm. and how to input or gather the data. We used iPads. We then provided access to a member of our bird group who helped her f further fine tune and organize and maintain the database. She used this tool to develop a collaboration with investigators at Christiana Care and the University of Pennsylvania. So the University of Pennsylvania oh, is not an initial partner of ours. Right. But based on this collaboration, she was able to submit an R01 application to the NIH for a multi-center clinical trial that was funded. And she agrees and would tell lots of different people that Excel helped kind of jumpstart that for her. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have an R01, and she then received an R01, which under NIH guidelines is sort of like the gold standard for uh, individual investigators um, wow. to further their careers. Yeah. She ha has gone from a junior investigator now to She's a mid-career Climbed up there. That's Absolutely. awesome. So she has many more opportunities now that she's received this R01. Wow, that mm -hmm. is, that's awesome. I'm really excited to hear about that. Um, so if I'm a person interested in becoming involved with Excel, either in research or community outreach, how would I go about doing it um, and what steps should I take? So I guess you're asking me who Excel is for, like who yes. should be looking at our Excel website and that right. sort of thing. So I would say that academics that are doing health-related research of any level, you could be a, a junior investigator, a new uh, faculty uh, member at the university, Delaware State University, any of our partner institutions. Okay. If you're a biomedical engineer, okay. you would be interested in maybe solving certain health problems, but you may not have uh, some of the uh, basic science uh, requirements or even you know the access to some of those resources and you could work with some of the clinicians to solve specific health problems, whatever you're interested in. Uh, the clinicians, they're seeing the patients, they're on the front line, they kind of know what their patients need, right. or they can identify a problem that needs to be solved. So they should become uh, involved with Excel. Researchers that are interested in having communities involved in their research, mm -hmm. they should be involved and you know their research partnerships and then association foundations that are interested in solving specific health problems or uh, are experts in disparities um, and are interested in you know health, health outcomes of, of different groups they could certainly become involved they could tell Excel what's important to that specific community that they're interested in and they also have problems that they would like to solve in their communities. Sure, sure. So it's sort of put, it's like a network that puts people together and yeah. gives them the resources. They're there to choose. And how they okay. find that is through our website. Or yep. if you don't, um, can't go onto our website or 
quite don't know where to start, you could talk to me. I'm the concierge. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to hold your hand and help you through that. But the website is www.de-ctr.org. And essentially, uh, by registering on that website, that's the best way for okay. you to actually uh, become involved. Because we send information out through the website. We send blasts. Lots of the good research that we're doing, opportunities for you to take part in some of our activities and our events, our community research exchanges coming up the end of September. Right. And uh, you can go on to the website and find information about that. If you are interested in our funding opportunities, any of our seed grants, everything is done through the website. You would actually put your proposals in through the website. And so you have to be a registered user. Okay, that makes sense. And I will actually, in the uh, notes for this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and tag your email if you're okay with that. Absolutely. So people can directly contact you mm-hmm. if they have more questions. Yep. Um, we also, I want to mention that we also have our Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Um, we do emails monthly. They're called e-news to use, mm-hmm. as well as quarterly newsletters. Yep. So uh, lots of different ways to get the info out there. Um, but start starting probably with either speaking with you, Karen, um, via email, or going onto the website is the best way to, to start. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, okay. Um, well, I certainly feel like I've learned so much about Excel today. Thank you again, Karen, for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So much fun. Uh, that wraps up another episode of the Excel Your Time podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Please follow us on Facebook, at D-E-C-T-R-A-C-C-E-L and coming soon, an Instagram account. Be on the lookout for that. And we will see you on the next episode of Excel Your Time.